All right, take your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Uh, last week we began our study in 1 Thessalonians and we were talking about the foundation, the foundation of what Paul was uh, kind of laying out uh, for the letter. Uh, he talked to them about, uh, well first he pronounced grace and peace over them, then he said that they are to be praying for the saints, which is what he was doing, and, and he asked them to follow his example he said in prayer he was remembering their ministry, the things that they were doing. And then he says he knew about the hope that they had, and he recognized that, and he was encouraging them in that. And he said it's also encouraging to see them working or see the Lord working in the church the way that he had done. So in continuing that uh, idea, the Throughout the first chapter of Thessalonians, tonight we're talking about the message that Paul uh, was sending to the Thessalonians. So the title of the message tonight is The Message. And so we're going through verses 6 through 10 and talking about what Paul, the groundwork that he's laying last week, the foundation and the message uh, begins here. So the message, beginning in verse Let's go ahead and start reading in verse 5, and then we'll go all the way through verse 10. So let's read God's Word together. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became examples to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believe, for whom, for from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith toward God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for His Son from heaven, who raised from the dead, whom He raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Let's pray together as we begin tonight. Father, again, we bow before you and we thank you for your word. And we praise you, Father, that when the word goes forth, it does not return void. How awesome it is, Father, to be a part of what you're doing. And Father, I'm just asking for your blessing on your church tonight as we study this. Open up our hearts, our minds, and Father, help us to see the church functioning and the word going out from the church, the message. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so Paul was uh, first, you know, continuing to greet the church, and he was kind of reminding them of their history together. Uh, so he's, he says in the beginning, verse 2, he says, we're giving thanks, so we're praising God, and we're thanking God for you and what is going on there in the church, what happened. And then in verse 6, he says, and you became followers of us and of the Lord. Now, now don't... Don't think that Paul was saying that they were just followers of him because that's not what Paul was seeking. He said, you were emulating us as we were trying to emulate Christ. 
So he says, you were following us as we were following Christ. So it's, it's not like he was seeking followers or, or discipling people unto Paul. He was reaching people for the Lord Jesus Christ. So as Paul says that, he says, uh, you became followers. And that's the part that I wanted to focus on right there because, you know, we follow something. We follow somebody. Our belief system, whatever it may be, leads us to action toward those beliefs. Now, some people believe that they don't have to follow God and they're following something else or someone else. But the scripture says here that these people whom Paul went to see in Thessalonica, who he preached Christ to, they became followers of Christ, having received the word. The word simply was the Lord Jesus Christ. As Paul came and preached, he preached the gospel to them and the gospel of Jesus Christ, the saving faith uh, that they exhibited, that they made an example of. You see, they accepted the word as it is the truth. But listen to how they accepted it. Having received the word in much affliction. In much affliction, he says, because there was persecution at that time. Of course, Thessalonica was a pagan society and for Christianity was just getting started. And, and to become a Christian was, meant that you were turning against all those pagan gods and pagan worship and the pagan activities, and you, were also, uh, you weren't worshiping Caesar anymore, who was you know, over the area as well, the Roman Empire. So there was persecution that came along with it, affliction, Paul says. Now, at that time, it wasn't uncommon for people to lose their job or lose their, their incomes or, or, or lose properties because they were Christians. If they professed Christ, then people seemed to want to take advantage of them or persecute them, which, of course, comes from the evil one. But it was in much affliction that they received the Word of God, and it didn't bother them. They still received the Word of God because they knew it was the truth. And then listen to, to the last phrase in verse 6, with joy of the Holy Spirit. You see, they received the word in affliction, but with joy. They, it wasn't that they enjoyed the persecution. It was, it was joyless to listen to the word of God and believe the word of God, knowing it's the truth. And then whatever comes, whatever affliction may uh, come because of that, it was okay because joy was theirs to be had in Christ Jesus. Whatever affliction they suffered past that was because of the Holy Spirit in them. They were willing to endure it because they knew that they had true joy, true happiness. They had a true Father that loved them and that they were uh, a children of God. So whatever happened after they received the word, they received whatever with joy in the Holy Spirit. And in verse 7 it says, they became examples. So that you became examples to all in Macedonia and Acacia uh, who believe. He said, you became followers. And even though it meant persecution, even though it meant afflictions, uh, you became examples to all the Christians everywhere else. Now think about that for a moment as far as the church goes. They, this church received the word. The church was begun as Paul began preaching, and the church was formed. And then, before you know it, they were the examples that everybody was looking to as sort of a model of what to do, how to behave. They became the talk of the town. 
the talk of the area in Macedonia and Acacia. All of those who believed looked to them in Thessalonica as the examples. They said, hey, look, they might be suffering persecution, but they've got joy. They're following Jesus, and no matter what happens, they, they're sticking with Jesus. They received the Word of God, and their actions tell who they are and whose they are, or whom, whose they are. Where's my English teacher at? Anyway, they knew who they belonged to because of how they reacted, how they, they lived their life, and they were examples before uh, the, all the people there. And then Paul goes on talking about that. He said, first of all, they received the word, and then, uh, beginning in verse 8, 8 and 9, they spread the word. For from you, the word of the Lord has sounded forth. Not only in Macedonia and Acacia, but also in every place. Your faith toward God has gone out, so that we do not need to say anything. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. He says, here's the thing. We go somewhere and in Macedonia or, uh, or in Acacia, and people are telling us about y'all. He says, everybody's talking about y'all, what y'all are doing, and the word is going out from you, so the testimony is, is going out. And Paul's saying there, we don't have to say anything. He says, the word is leaving that church so effectively and getting out into the countryside or getting out to the people everywhere that Paul was saying, hey, the, you know, you're kind of preceding us. Wherever we go, there might be those that are, have already heard because of what you're doing. They were spreading the word. How, how awesome that is as a report from the church. You know, if, if the Southern Baptist Convention or, or Mississippi Baptist or whatever, if they were taking reports of, of whomever, or Lincoln Baptist, and then they say, well, this church, uh, these folks over here, uh, you hear people talking about them because they're out there telling people about Jesus, or the word is going out from them. So that's what Paul was saying about the Thessalonian, uh, Thessalonican church. He says, the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you. And the idea there is like a trumpet sounding forth. How amazing. The word of God, the, the, the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ being blasted out like a, like a huge horn. And he says, your faith toward God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything. We don't have to tell anybody about y'all. Y'all are doing a good job of telling people about Jesus so that people know that y'all love Jesus and y'all are following the way of Jesus. Now, and they says, in verse 9, it's talking about their testimony. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. How did other people know about the conversions in of Thessalonica because they were getting out there and telling people hey let me tell you what happened to me let me tell you who I met let me tell you how my sins were forgiven and how my life turned around they were telling people about the Lord Jesus they were giving the gospel they were it was sounding forth from them Paul said you received the word and became followers and then becoming a follower you began to spread the word, which is the function 
the purpose of followers. And then lastly, in verse 10, he says, you are trusting the word. This is what he said. Let's go back in, in, in middle of verse 9. And how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. They were trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. They were trusting in the word that Jesus would come again. You see, it says, to wait for his son from heaven. They trusted the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ that he says, I'm going to come again. They trusted that Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, his ascension into heaven, was not the end of his interaction with his creation. He, he promised he's going to come again. So they trusted that. So Paul says, you are waiting for Jesus to return. And not just sitting on your hands waiting, but what you are doing is what he told you to do while he was gone. Spreading the message. They trusted the word that Jesus, uh, his promise that he would return again. And then... Uh, it's talking, the subject is God, whom uh, God who raised Jesus from the dead. Again, trusting the word about the resurrection. They didn't witness the resurrection, but they believed those who had. Paul had seen Christ. Paul inter, uh, interacted with Christ. Christ appeared to him on the Damascus road. So when Paul went to them and telling them and pr proving to them from the Old Testament scriptures that Christ was the Messiah and told him, I saw him after his death, burial, and resurrection. He appeared to me. They trusted in the resurrection. And in that, they trusted him for their resurrection. And then lastly... They said, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. They were trusting his deliverance. That's what allowed them to have perseverance in affliction. They trusted that Jesus was going to deliver them from this present evil age and deliver them into God's kingdom for his honor and for his glory. Paul says, you have received the word, you spread the word, and you trusted the word. Now, doesn't that sound like a good church? Doesn't that look, sound like the functions, of the, the purposes of a church? Folks, what we have to do is receive the word, spread the word, always trusting the word. Tonight, are you waiting for his son, Jesus, from heaven? whom he raised from the dead, trusting in the resurrection, even Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come, trusting in his deliverance, his promised deliverance. Not only the deliverance that we have now from our sins and from our guilt, but the deliverance we will receive from this world. That's his message. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Father that you have allowed us to be a part of your work, your ministry. Thank you that this church is a, a model and example for us, not only in, in what they heard, 
but what they were doing and how they were doing it. Father, they were spreading the gospel. They were making Jesus known. And help us as well, Father, as we seek to do that. Father, give us strength to make Jesus known, to lift him up, to hold him up as the King of kings and Lord of lords so that the world may see that he is king. And that's our purpose. That's our desire. So, Lord, we thank you as we ask for your blessing now. This invitation that we're about to give is your time. You draw those to yourself for whatever reason you have done so. And you cause them to follow you completely in Jesus' name. Amen.